Hello and welcome back to the 99p Gen Z podcast. Today we have have four of us, which might be the first time ever this has happened, um, or at least the first time in a while. First so, time in a while. I think our first one. First had about four five of us. We have a very special guest with us today. <laughs> exclusive. Someone we've been requested on the podcast for a little while. Finally, uh, blackmailed him in. Uh, this is Mr. Kieran Ward. Introduce yourself. Well, I think you just introduced me. Myself <laughs> <laughs> or me? Perfect. Yeah, I'm Kieran. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about office morale. Um, we're going to be talking about you know how to keep your office happy. Are we happy? Only one way to find out. Listen to this podcast. Um, so the first thing I wanted to mention was that we had a office night out last Friday. Yes, um, it was good. It was about a little Christmas do. Yeah, I think most offices have them. Um, and I, I think it would be interesting to talk about how much things like that impact our overall morale as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I wanted to sort of go around and ask is, uh, I titled it Slides, Bars and Beanbags. Um, so I wanted to say that obviously we have a bar at work, you know, we've got beanbags and sofas, yeah. we're quite flexible about where and how we can work. Um, and I wanted to just ask, how much does that impact you all? So we'll start with Jess. How, if you, if you put, you know, our company next to another company, um, and the only difference was the you know the bar, the beanbags, the sort of more social yeah. side of things. How important is it to you? I feel like the bars and the beanbags, etc., aren't as massive of a deal for me because okay. I feel like it's more the people. I think if you work with crappy people, then you're not going to have a great time. Yeah, adding bars and beanbags isn't going to make much of a difference you're still going to have those people exactly so i think they're very they're really nice and i think especially at the moment like with things getting really busy and getting close to christmas time it's really nice to have that kind of space to chat and just chill with people and actually talk to them instead of just being sat at your desk all the time okay connor what about you how uh how important are things like that to you um Similar to Jess's opinion, I guess, like it's like I said, it's really nice to have the bar and the beanbags, the only example we're using here for some reason. But um, yeah, it's nice to have. But I think the main things that keep you happy in work are, you know, having good co-workers and also having a job you enjoy. Okay. So if I I was that desperate to have a bar to keep me happy, uh, I'd go to a bar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that, it's quite, you know, it's quite simple. That explains uh, why you're there so often. Yeah. (laughs) So, Kieran, as you debut on the podcast, how do you feel about... Uh, um, yeah, like so ultimately I agree with both Jess and Connor. Um, it's not a deal breaker, it's nice to have, but it's more for when you're taking a step away from work. I think it's beneficial. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whilst you're working, ultimately you're focusing, no matter where you are, you're going to be focused, not really thinking about your surroundings. Mm. I think it's more when you take your lunches, take a break after work, just to sit down and reflect. Mm. Does that make a difference, having that space to go and sort of relax after work? Yeah, so I was there before we had um, the beanbags in the bar. Was it just an empty room? There wasn't really many places to to go (laughs) in work. You had to take a step outside work. It's not always the nicest if it's raining outside. But ultimately, since we've got that, it's been nice to think, oh, I'll just take 20 minutes, go sit downstairs, maybe have a beer on a Friday afternoon. It's yeah. quite nice. Yeah, and I think it's important for um, to avoid that sort of repetition. I think a lot of people, you know, start the day the same, have the morning coffee, they're getting that routine, they have lunch at the desk. They... Lunch at the desk is a killer. Yeah. I, How do people do that? I, I feel, feel like when you have a lunch at your desk, <laughs> when you have a lunch at desk, I feel like people actually might think you're working as well. So you're not actually taking a break because you'll have people coming up to you saying, oh, yeah. can you just do this? 
I'm just sat there trying to eat my sandwiches. <laughs> don't really, I might be scrolling through the news or something. I don't really want want to be doing jobs whilst on the lunch. Yeah. You feel like you get dragged into work yeah. you, if you're not away from your desk. Well, I think it's so important to to state as well that you're expected to have a lunch break. You're allowed to have a lunch break. You're, you know, you're meant to finish at a certain time or you're meant to work a certain amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be expected to you know, slog it out every week until you're exhausted not have you know much of a sort of social life or something outside of work it's that work-life balance isn't it yeah even finishing work on the weekends things like that they eventually chip away at you and not only do they eventually make you burn out they make you not enjoy your job and then so you work you less effectively the fact that we have all the extra space downstairs um i think for me it's, it was quite weird because when so when i had when i sort of used to work upstairs a bit more mm-hmm. um for me it's i mean it's changing now we're redoing the upstairs mm-hmm. but that sort of more linear office environment didn't you know, spark creativity or, you know, like... It's you're creative, cliche though, things to say. Well, I, I like, Air quotation creative, you're different. I, I, like, <laughs> I like that... Oh, no, then. <laughs> I like that variation in atmosphere where you can go and... You know, if you fancy putting some music on, you can, you know, listen to some music with people or you yeah. can put your headphones in and zone into yourself or, you know, if you're uh, editing the audio for this podcast eventually, um, you want to be able to have that sort of space yourself to not get distracted and i think it's important to have those different environments and as kieran was saying being able to take your lunch break somewhere else from your desk because I, I think it does chip away i think you know staring at the same things every day talking to the same people you eventually need that that variation um and the repetition does kill important. you doesn't it yeah so let's talk office night out because to me i can't that, remember much <laughs> yeah well we'll try to piece it together but um i was talking to someone in the office before and um, we're, we're talking about the night out and we're saying what's the barrier between colleagues and friends um, you know do you want to work in an office where you consider the people you work with friends or do you want to work with people that you consider colleagues what would you guys consider is the and boundary how do you respect between that? a colleague and a friend how do you respect that though because I know, I know people who are very you know close to their whether it be you know managers or equals in the office and when it comes to you know doing work because you are that you've you're that close with the person do you then start to you know bend the rules a bit and then that's taken away from work so how do you respect those boundaries and it's difficult because you sort of have to establish the boundary of a colleague and a friend you know because but then can you truly relax around them sometimes i feel like some people could maybe exploit the friendship there yeah oh if you just do this for me maybe you can just do that for me and then that maybe is that like they're exploiting you and sometimes you don't you're not even aware to it because you're so-called friends. For me, I think friends is more would you spend time with them if you hadn't met at your mm. workplace? Yeah. If you had met them in a bar, would you still do the same things with them that you would do now? Yeah, because I think there's a few people in work here who obviously, you know, those guys hang out on weekends and stuff sometimes, and a few people around the office that hang out outside of work. And I think that they, I guess, establish that friendship and also have it outside of work. But I also think it's important for your colleagues to be, I mean, maybe friends is a stretch. I don't know how I categorize it, but they have to be people you get on with, people you like, and people that you can function with. Because then when you are putting a team, you know, you don't want to be, right, you guys are working on this project. Mm. I know you don't like you and you had this issue with you. And, you know, yeah. I, I think the office night out is important and interesting as a concept because to me, that can create these friendships but it can also cause these issues i think if two people you know don't get on too well um and they have an argument on a night out or something and then on the monday morning they have to go back to work together 
how do you set that boundary of right we can dislike each other but we have to get on and work together because I think some people it's can't weird. set that boundary sometimes I think maybe doing something that involves not drinking might sometimes <laughs> be a little bit better for be better building option. friendships I understand that when you are friends going out drinking with work it's great on yeah. Friday evening yeah. but sometimes maybe you're doing something on a Saturday morning together together like going for a coffee is a bit more trying to make be friends with them yeah maybe friends. do that first sometimes when you have a few it. drinks it's, you get a bit loosey goosey and then some things they because you don't really know them as a friend you might say something thinking you're they're your friend yeah and that's that and it could be taken out or maybe that's over the line for them but it might yeah. not be for you because you think you're friends and uh, yeah and i think it's difficult because you want that high morale of you know we're a team we're getting on well and but with that high morale and that vulnerability of you know accepting that you're a team and a group of colleagues you can also have those arguments break out and people can become and these sort of clicks where you know there's the yeah you do get clicks friends in the office, in the office yeah you do and then i think a trouble with bringing friendship into office relations i guess uh would be people taking things maybe a bit too personally because you know yeah. them beyond you know more like professional capacity mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe like you said maybe try not to drink with them all the time maybe establish those boundaries at the beginning yeah. and obviously as time goes on you get to know each other more you probably have more respect or vice versa, you probably lose respect for each other. Yeah. What I think is, um, we're sat here as four people in a room who enjoy going out and we yeah. enjoy doing other things. We have to factor in the people in the company that might not necessarily like going out with yeah. work and they want to keep it strictly work. They don't really have much interest of being friends out and doing things outside of work. But, but I think that the, harms morale. Yeah, for those people, you know, let's not consider almost team morale, but for those people's individual happiness and positivity, it's something that for me, you really have to consider is your your happiness drives your work. If you're unhappy at a place, you're not willing to work. If you're, you know, happy somewhere, you're probably more willing to go, yeah, I'll work the extra half hour here, mm-hmm. you know, not think about it because I'm I'm happy. O- overall, you know, I maybe I had a drink on a Friday and had an extra long lunch or whatever. So yeah, I don't mind picking up the work here and there. Yeah. Those people that aren't necessarily the most social or you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but how do they maintain their happiness if they maybe struggle <laughs> getting involved in office events or, you know, working outside of their desk? But to play devil's advocate on what you just said, and um, so fortunately enough, BDB paid for our Christmas due last Friday. Yeah, very some much people, appreciated. Yeah, thank you, guys. Some people <laughs> who might not necessarily like enjoying that might have said, oh, do you know what, maybe a, a little bit extra money, although we did get a bonus this year, fortunately. Some yeah. people might have preferred like a bigger bonus and not not gone out. Yeah. So that could keep them happy. It's difficult um, because it's, I think mm-hmm. ultimately you're not going to please everyone. Yeah. So you, you have sort to of please have to the majority. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it might. I think we're kind of fortunate in the way that four of us here, as you were saying before, we like going out. We like sort of being a part of a team and you know trying to get. I think that's people. a changing attitude though. Because I yeah. think our generation does prefer more social. I, I think we're more focused around happiness within the workplace rather than material stuff. Well, as you say, we do like, like it. I think, yeah. like we said before, within an office, like we don't necessarily need the bar. We don't need that. I think we just need more sort of like satisfaction and fulfillment within our work. And yeah. as obviously a Gen Z podcast, and we're talking as you know for Gen Zers, for the Gen Zers, um, Zoomers maybe. Yeah, for Zoomers. Um, it's interesting to see how our opinions have maybe changed from. You know, previously, some people might just say, yeah, it's all about the money. Like, you know, I want a, a good pay and I want this. And at the end of the day, I want to, you know, work nine to five, go home and not think about work. Or, But I think well, from the... Like money, money, money is important. Right? Yeah. Having a, a stable base salary, you know, that's a requirement or else you can't work the job. 
I think it fits in with the socializing side as well. Yeah. I think if you've not, then you're kind of less likely to be like more inclined to go out mm. and socialize with people. Yeah. And I, oh, I've got I've got a questionnaire called the twenty k question. So the question is, so if you had two identical companies, okay, the only differences between these two companies is that one is offering you uh, twenty thousand pounds with a nice working environment, a social atmosphere, um, and sort of a variety of working conditions, or a company offering you, let's say, twenty two, twenty four thousand, you know, a bit more money. But that's going to get that's those, nothing after tax. But without those conditions, or even if it's you know five thousand more, six thousand more. How much do you value monetarily that nice office condition that, you know, having the variety of work environments, having the going out on a Friday, having maybe a, a boss that sees you as a colleague but also respects you outside of that, or do you want the, the more money with those stricter working conditions? You're basically asking, like, what's, what's the price of your happiness? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, you know, how, but how do you quantify emotion like that and how do you as a office manager or as someone like that how do you say well i want my like the people working here to be happy but you also don't want to have to go well i don't want to have to invest you know bumming 100k a year and just making sure that people aren't getting yeah. miserable it's the balance again yeah it's the balance like uh, how, how how much can you invest in, into the company you know how much are you going to put into the bars and stuff to keep people mm -hmm. happy maybe it's, instead of flooding them with you know gimmicks and stuff maybe like actually address the culture yeah in the office which i, I think i think we've got a pretty good one so I, i've got a good point based on that is it does high morale filter down from senior members of the company and managers this is because I, 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 I personally believe it if someone at the top was stressed they, they're going to care and really busy they're going to care like not 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 saying not of time but might just breeze over it thinking oh it's, it's fine not saying hi in the mm -hmm. coffee room yeah saying hello so, saying hello someone saying hello to you have a personal conversation how was your weekend yeah. it helps a lot but say someone's busy just zoom past you get the coffee straight out and you just sat there like oh yeah. so I'm ultimately I'm saying does it filter down from the senior members I think or does it, does. it filter up from the junior members I think oh, that's, that's got does reverse, it yeah. can, can, could we do it us being happy does that ways. affect I think it filters down from the seniors a lot. Um, something our CEO was saying recently was his sort of goal for 2020 was to make sure he leads by example. And, you know, when it comes to office morale, when it comes to things like that, making sure that he's the the first person doing it almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it does filter down. I think it maybe filters down more than it filters up. But I think it's important as the more junior members here, and I, I almost want to say almost like the most vulnerable people here, you know, we're normally the lowest paid we maybe don't have the same respect that as more sort of senior people get i think it's so important for us to stay happy and to think about the future rather than the present sometimes um and i think that's difficult if you're hanging around with other people that have a sort of negative <coughs> view on that and think well mm -hmm. you know I'm, i want to give up on this or whatever and it, it can impact you so i think it depends who you surround yourself with but i think office morale is so important person <laughs> to person if there is that person that's a negative influence <coughs> the people that they surround themselves with can start picking up on that and going, you know, oh, this frustrates me because they've been talking about it and now on frustrates the next person. It starts like chain reaction of negativity. Mm. Well, so, I, I feel, sorry to interrupt there, but no, I feel like, um, oh, we're already, <laughs> we're ready to go. <laughs> quite a, 
quite a lot. Oh, I've lost the trailer thought now. Okay, I'll take um, over. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was going to say, it's quite interesting for you, to, uh, Kieran, to bring up, can it filter up? I think that's really interesting from the point of, can the, uh, the younger members generate a high morale? You know, generally, because the younger will be a bit more, you know, I don't know, active around the office, a bit more, you know, chatty. Is that infectious? I guess, yeah, I, yeah, I think it would be in, uh, infectious for people because, you know, people are like, oh, look at them being stupid. But I guess the conversation going and that sort of positive energy does sort of penetrate the team, I think. Yeah. I think it's good. But then I also think, is it all down to us? Like, you know, there's this thing called, like, seasonal depression. Is it yeah. real? You know, tell I think me, it's is, definitely is it real? real? Like, so. <laughs> I think it's definitely real. I think it's all about the more senior members being able to facilitate the the environment for the more junior members to go and um, feed that enthusiasm in. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time that, you know, there are the sort of more senior people at work in any office that have maybe gone in that pattern of, you know, you just do the same week, you go home, you're, you know, you go to your significant other, your kids or whatever, you have dinner, you get in that routine. And I think then when you have junior people coming into the company, maybe it's the first job, maybe it's the second job, and they go, you know, they're new to this. So they can schedule life how they want. They maybe got a bit more free time. And they're the ones going, oh, you know what? Let's stay, you know, Friday night. Let's have a couple of drinks in the office. Or let's go out into a local town. Or, you know, let's do this or that. And I think that fresh excitement of having those people in there and having that atmosphere where they can yeah. thrive on being enthusiastic and positive does breed a general sense of positivity throughout the mm-hmm. the rest of the team. I think that interaction is good because I remember there was, um, I think it was like a, a month ago or something. Yeah, I think it was me, you, Karen, I think Dan Rolly playing pool in the, you know, the hive. Yeah. And then Matt came in and, you know, obviously because Matt's, you know, he's dealing with clients and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he came in, we sort of had beer with him and playing pool and that, for me, like really stuck in my mind. I was like, this is cool, you know, it's the boys, we're hanging out. Yeah, All yeah. the girls, girls could be there too. Nice. But um... <laughs> Well, but even even I think having, um, and obviously I'm using this example, I'm not separating the boys and the girls in the office, but even like last Friday where we sort of had the guys went out for a few drinks in Manchester yeah. and the girls all, you know, got ready together and things like that. No, that was nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, you yeah. breed those relationships yeah. with people that, that then when you are having a bit of lower morale, you have, you know, someone to turn mm. to or you have, I think you do need that that, that backup of, you know, a friendship and camaraderie to a degree where you yeah. can trust and rely on these people and then you it's do good to have trust a buddy. the team. Well, you're yeah. spending yeah. every day with these people. If you're not developing a relationship with them, there's something wrong. Well, Connor, you were, saying, you were saying something interesting about, um, I think it's people you see in the office more than you see, you know, your family, your girlfriends. Your, yeah. And it's, you have got to get on with these people, you know, like, especially from when I was four around this table, mm-hmm. I see you guys every day. I've yeah, probably told you every day. Yeah, thirty thousand. I don't know how I manage, but that's um, not good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important because imagine if you know two of us really disliked each other. That's thirty-seven and a half hours a week where there could be conflict, yeah. and that conflict. If people start seeing that conflict, other people get involved, and then that conflict expands and expands. And unless the more senior members of staff are then going to deal with that it can breed a, a negative team. But sometimes I do feel like maybe it's more um, easy for people as humans to focus on the negatives. Yeah. Like you you hear is. more it's about the negatives of in. things than someone saying, oh, good job there. You hear yeah. more, oh, you could be better, could have done better there. Which I do understand constructive criticism is good, but sometimes you got to focus on the positives as well. Yeah, it's difficult Especially to focus on the little things. Especially to keep morale high, I think, to keep focusing, even if it's a small positive. Because 
I, I personally believe that if you're giving some feedback, there should always be a positive, some positive yeah. feedback that comes after some negative feedback. Person. I agree. I feel like, I feel like negative it... feedback first and then positive feedback. Yeah, cushion it a little bit, yeah. yeah. And Because uh, uh... I believe everyone's got some sort of positive feedback in any scenario. There's yeah, some definitely. positives. Even if it's just a learning curve, like, oh, you can learn from this mistake yeah. and then you can go on and you hopefully won't make it again. Uh, yeah, it's important to, even with the... So sort of when we had our office due, before the office due, we had a company meeting where we discussed the last... Mm-hmm. Sort of reflect on the last six months. And for me, that was... Massive of someone who's, um, I think I'm very, I've got high ambitions, but I, I'm really bad at looking back and appreciating the little things almost. So doing that company meeting and sitting there and looking at the numbers of this podcast even, like and the fact that this podcast exists and things like that, and thinking about the little things and looking at every little number. It's gratification. Yeah, you start to, well, not it's even gratification, gratification, but even just, it is. It's easy just to exist. It's easy to, when you're working for seven and a half hours, but you go home, you go see your significant other, it's easy to forget about how much hard work you actually put in and yeah. how much time. Yeah. You won't spend any more time on what you're doing at home or outside of work than you're doing on your work yeah. at work. Yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing um, so sometimes it's just oh I just got to get to it get it done go home sometimes you don't look back and think do you know what over the past few months I've actually done quite quite a bit and you look at yeah. it say you've done something successful at work it's easy just go oh the one day someone tells you it was good oh yeah thanks great it's yeah. after a week or two that you look back and reflect and think do you know what proud of myself there and if yeah. you think about that time you know that 37 and a half hours I'd say um, and you think about this has to be something you enjoy you know there's a lot of time to spend doing something you don't enjoy so i think making it something you enjoy is so important yeah um, and uh, talking about recognition i'd like to say yeah. thanks kieran uh he's come on the podcast after being requested for a while yeah, but he's, come, he's come he's come full force he's come with a, a sheet of notes we have all, not just a sheet of notes it's double-sided yeah it's double-sided <laughs> Yeah, apart from Jess, not well, for me. <laughs> yeah. sorry, Jess. Sorry, right. Jess. Kind of a good job. <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, as a point to start wrapping up, he's got a little bit of uh, how to fix low morale in the office. Uh, yeah, I wrote it here. If you have low, low morale in the yeah. office. Yeah. But what is the cure to, and I think, I, I don't know if I could say definitely what it is, but definitively what it is, but what is the cure to low morale? For me, I think um, sometimes people, if the, there was a low morale in the office, some people might try and ignore it. Yeah. But I think being open about it and just admitting it, there's no shame in, sometimes you're going to go through phases where the office has a low morale. It's yeah. going to happen. That's Something what, might that's happen what I within said. the company or outside of work that you might bring yeah. in, not through any fault of your own. Yeah. Sometimes a bit of clarity on the situation and just say, do you know what? It is, it is low at the moment, but yeah. what can we do to fix it? And everyone being open to fixing it. And yeah. I don't think... Um, Sometimes it's easy to blame just one person, mm-hmm. or maybe we recruited the wrong person. It's easy to say, "Oh, it was them, it's them." Sometimes I think we all have to take a bit of responsibility. It's yeah, everyone. It's a collective. Yeah. We're a collective here. It's not just all oh, that one person. It's a team. Always miserable. You know, you're, you're, yeah, you're all parts of a team, and if it's the most junior person or the most senior person, they all play a part in that yeah. overall positivity. Yeah, some play more parts than others. I do agree. Yeah. but I think everyone plays a little part. Yeah. Jess, what about you? How do you? What would be your sort of cure for low morale? Is there one? I feel like low morale kind of connects with how people are feeling coming from home. Yeah. I feel like if you've had like a really rubbish morning, you're going to come in and that's going to affect the rest of the team. I think you maybe work on yourself first and kind of figure it out and do talk to people. Like acknowledge it yourself, like Karen said. Acknowledge what's going on. Yeah, I think reflect. It's going to make it worse. 
And like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's important that you can come into work and if you have had a bad morning, have people that will lift you up. Colin, what about you? What are your, what's your say, It's like emotional morning? intelligence, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I think uh, Kieran's put some really great points down here. Uh, offer growth. Well done, Kieran. Offer growth. So, you know, sometimes you, you do get a bit stagnant in work. You know, sometimes you can't help it. You do quite a lot of repetitive tasks sometimes. So having your manager say, you know, you've done a really good job here. Next time you can do this, you can build on that. That growth, that progression can be really uplifting. Yeah, you never want to stagnate. It's, yeah. It's stagnate but I'm guilty of this now. Sometimes just coming in and bottling up and being scared to go to your senior and ask them for something. Yeah. To feel like, oh, they're so busy. Sometimes I feel... You, I, I used to feel like sometimes my manager was too busy for me. Yeah. And then ultimately coming out and speaking about it and speaking to him, it's, it's helped. It's come on miles since since it did a few months ago. Sometimes it's good to not bottle it up and just get it out and Being get it open, on the table. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to shut you down if it's something that's serious yeah. and that would make you... Be, the thing is, people don't understand, that the companies want you to be happy. Yeah. No one goes to work, no owner not the company comes yeah. to work and goes, oh, do you know, I hate my employees. I wish they'd <laughs> say They want you to be happy because if happy employees is more money. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They treat your customers better. They'll sell more items. Yeah. Ultimately, they everyone wants you to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. No one comes to work and goes, oh, do you know, I'm sick of that. Yeah, don't, I, I think for me, it's sort of a little wrap up here. I think don't be afraid to make change if it's with yourself, with others. If you see yourself being low on morale, sit back and as Jess was just saying, Jess was saying, reflect on yourself and think, well, hang on, you know, I might not be able to change the people around me and maybe, you know, maybe this isn't the right place for me or maybe it is. And, and you have to adapt and say, right, well, I'm going to walk in every morning and say, you know, good morning or I'm going to talk to that person yeah. that I think maybe doesn't like me and embrace that and try and form that relationship yeah, yeah try and be the person that makes a difference and if everyone takes that on board then overall everyone makes a difference and makes a collective difference with the team so uh, this was a very positive episode a much more discussion oh, I feel pretty on. good right now yeah I, I think we all feel quite uh, feel motivated fantastic. on this Tuesday <laughs> evening so uh, thank you very much for joining me uh, Jess and Connor as always and Kieran mm-hmm. welcome to the podcast you might see me again if you're lucky yeah if you're lucky it's a good time here <laughs> so as always um, get in touch with us if you have any topics you'd like to recommend if you have any tips to say in happy in the office let us know you know we need them as much as everyone else um, if you want to get us on social it's 99p Gen Z same as our website URL, www.99pgenz.com. Not getting it wrong this time. Nailing the end card. Nice. So thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.